This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Friday the 17th of December 2021, the last one of the year. That's right. We're going to have a break. Our last episode of 2021. Yeah, you're on your own from here for a few weeks. Yep, the team of Coronacast is going to take a decent break over this uh, Christmas New Year period. And honestly, Norman, as much as I really need a break, and I know that you do too, and so does Will, our tireless producer, it doesn't feel like a great time to be leaving people because it really does feel like this virus is ramping up in Australia in a way that, at least outside of Sydney and Melbourne, we haven't really seen up until now. That's right. Omicron is ramping up. Um, and it will ramp up really quickly in New South Wales because they've taken their foot off the brake and it will ramp up elsewhere. There'll be leaks into other states. So it will, it will really take off to get to quite scary numbers. So what I wanted to do today, Norman, was just give people some tools to navigate the next couple of months as we're dealing with Omicron and Delta. Yep, absolutely. That just falls short of full PPE whenever you go out to the shops. <laughs> No, but seriously, in a lot of places, restrictions are being wound back. Places that have been living with the virus for a while, we're seeing restrictions lifting in New South Wales, as we talked about earlier in the week. We've seen borders opening into states that previously haven't had COVID, as we've also talked about earlier in the week. And it really feels like the onus is shifting from mandates that come from the government to individuals and how they can protect themselves. So can we recap on what we can do as individuals to protect ourselves and the people around us that we love. I just want to return us to public health principles, which have really driven the control of this pandemic so far. Public health principles, when you're in the middle of a pandemic, do not rely on individuals, do not put the onus back onto individuals. They actually create rules, regulations and circumstances and systems which protect the community at large. Shifting the onus to individuals is a recipe for pandemics to spread. Put the thought to one side is how serious is Omicron? We'll come back to that later in the podcast. But guaranteed, we are not exceptional. Uh, You cannot beat history. You put the onus back on individuals. It's not the failure of individuals. It's that you control pandemics by doing it at a population level. So it's a recipe for increased numbers. There's no question about that. So the question is, what are the minimum set of regulations and rules which give us maximum freedoms? And we've rehearsed this before on on Coronacast, and it's not what New South Wales is doing. You would actually have a mask mandate, you'd have a vaccine mandate, and you would be careful about some super spreading environments like gyms, like bars, some small bars, and like nightclubs. And you'd just be sensible about it without limiting people's lives too much. The world does not come to an end if you can't go to a nightclub. The world does not come to an end if you've got to have a vaccine mandate to go into a gym or indeed try and wear masks as much as possible in some indoor environments like enclosed retail. Okay, but that's not the case though, is it? Like that's not what we've got. We don't have these mandates anymore. So what about individuals? What can and should people be doing at a local level? Well, what you've got to do is create that environment for yourself so that you wear masks and probably not cloth masks, probably the blue surgical masks, or if you can get them N95s, although there's not much difference between a poorly fitted N95 and a, just an ordinary surgical mask. So you wear masks, you wear masks when you go into indoor environments, you wear masks in public transport, 
And you just take care. When you go into an environment that feels to you to be enclosed and stuffy, I'd get out of it. These are the sorts of things that you can do to protect yourself and protect the family. So Christmas is only a week away or a week and a day away, Norman. What what about the Christmas table this year? Well, I hope it's laden with lovely food and I hope you have your family around you. Some people are going to be anxious about the occasional family member who may not be vaccinated. I mean, kids, you don't have the choice. They are unvaccinated. I think the main thing about Christmas Day is ventilation. So if you can be, be outside. If you can't be outside, have the windows open and fans on. And that's going to make a a big difference. Although we are hearing of Omicron spreading even in well-ventilated environments. The other thing that you can do if you're really uh, worried or you've got, say, a child who's vulnerable with asthma or something like that and you're worried about people coming in, is that you can ask your visitors to do a rapid antigen test on Christmas Eve on during the day and another rapid antigen test on Christmas Day itself. If you do two in a row like that, they're really accurate at determining whether or not you're actually infectious. You may have the virus, but whether you're actually contagious on the day. So that can help you a lot. But basically, have your Christmas lunch, enjoy your family and focus on ventilation. So let's look a little bit further ahead to 2022. And it struck me the other day that while we were saying before that governments are winding back mandates, they're not they're not doing away with them altogether. There are still restrictions around if you've been in an exposure site, there's obligations to isolate and that sort of thing. And with the virus in Australia in a much more entrenched way than we've ever really had it before, I can really see 2022 being quite a different year, quite a disrupted year for us compared to the previous two years? It is. Um, We're going to see numbers that we haven't seen before in Australia. West Australia will, for example, open up and they will get spread of the virus in that community. And hopefully Omicron is not a severe virus and doesn't cause terribly much in the way of hospitalisation. But even at very large numbers, you could get hospitalisation numbers sufficiently high to really stress the system. And one hopes that West Australia doesn't keep its borders shut much longer than the 5th of February as a result of Omicron. You're right, so you've got Omicron going to large numbers. We will see other variants during the year. So the question is, what will be the features of those variants? Well, they're going to have to be more contagious. They probably will escape the immune system to a greater extent. And the question then is, will they be more virulent? In other words, will they be nastier? So there will be a degree of uncertainty during the year, um, which we'll all have to live with. It is going to be uh, an uncomfortable year moving forward. But I think we'll weather Omicron pretty well because we've got high rates of vaccination. Hopefully Atagi will come to the party. They haven't, at the time of recording this last coronacast for the year, uh, with an earlier booster shot, which is really what the international evidence points to strongly, particularly since so many Australians have had Astra. Denmark's moved to four and a half months and they're a Pfizer country. If you're an Astra country like Australia, we should be probably down at three months like the UK. But that remains to be seen. Get your boosters, get the third dose on, and we'll weather Omicron pretty well. And we just got to keep a weather eye out for what comes next. So keep an eye out on your booster eligibility and get it when you can. But you did... You did promise earlier in this episode, Norman, that you were going to talk about how serious we know whether Omicron is or not. What's the latest? Because, I mean, only a couple of days ago or a week ago, we were saying it was too early to say. It's still too early to say, to be sure. But it's looking as though from South Africa, they're seeing lower hospitalisation rates. When you do get into hospital, you're staying for less time and there's less progression into intensive care. So that's looking positive. If that's the case... 
then we could go to very large numbers and be pretty well protected. And on top of that, the modelling that came out, and repeating really something we said yesterday, but it's important just to remind people, if the modelling's right from the Kirby Institute in that preprint yesterday, it's not peer-reviewed, the level of protection against hospitalisation with the third shot, let's not talk about boosters anymore, it's the third shot you're always meant to have, gets up to the 90% or or higher level. So that's really good news with an mRNA third shot. So we should we should get through Omicron pretty well, but we'll have to hold on to our water. Well, that's almost all we've got time for on Coronacast today, this week and this year. Normally, this is a part of the show, Norman, where I'd ask people to ask us questions, but I'm not going to do that because we're not going to answer them. So instead, I'm going to ask you a question. What's your coronavirus Christmas wish this year? My coronavirus Christmas wish, it would all go away. (laughs) Dream big. I love it. Yeah. It's just living in a fantasy land. But, you know, it's not going to go away. And Coronacast will be back with you in 2022 to guide you through the evidence as it emerges. Um, We're going to take the whole month of January off. So we'll be back early February. And we'll be answering your questions as well. And And it's really, I just want to thank you all for being such faithful Coronacasters. Um, I mean, it wasn't amazing, Tegan, um, within two hours of us putting up the survey, we had nearly 3,000 responses. <laughs> and by the, you know, within 24 hours, it was 6,000 responses. And most of you, are, uh, you know, at least who responded, are listening daily. I mean, it's extraordinary. And our numbers have gone up. You should have got fed up with this and gone away, but you're with, you're still with us. That's why we stayed with you. We truly don't deserve our wonderful Coronacast audience. Yes, like Norman said, thank you so much for being with us all this year. Thanks for sharing your stories, asking your questions. As much as we'd all love this pandemic to be over, I'm actually really looking forward to being back in your ears again in the new year. Don't worry too much about Christmas. Just take light touch precautions. Have a wonderful day with your family and have a great new year. And we'll see you not in the not-too-distant future. Stay safe. See you next year.